0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, one of my favorite teachings. Getting ready to do that. Who is in charge? When God confronted Job, the Lord asked him a series of questions. It centered around who was in control. Was Job? No. Then God said to Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? (laughs) What would you like God to say to you, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Like, uh uh-oh. Right? This is the key to understanding that our questioning of God's plan is not too bright. This means that sometimes we are not too bright. Get it? Next, the idea that being in the perfect will of God means that it's smooth sailing. Unless you read about Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry, and unless we are Bible-believing, born-again Christians, and then we can understand the passage that says, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that we must endure conflict to enter the kingdom of God. Like, uh uh-oh, what? it's not just one big party? No. And finally, we examine the disciples because we are them. We look at their desire to please the Lord. We review their passion for following his commands. We observe how they respond to Jesus when they're in the middle of a crisis. We see that their reaction is likely not too different from our own. So how did they respond in the middle of a crisis? By crying out, Where are you, Lord? Yep, that sounds just like...
1: You're about to hear the David Spoon experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon experience, local, national and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show, lessons for surviving, living and prevailing, politics, entertainment and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at he dot org. David at he dot org. You can text us during the show live. We'll do our best to answer. We don't always get to everything right away, so you got to be patient. You know, it's kind of to do the live show and then get the texts and do the stuff. It's like, up, up, up. but we can do it. 214 210 8483. That's 214 8483. You can stand outside your front door and scream as loud as you want. That may work. I won't hear you, but it may work or it may get your neighbors to call the police. I'm not sure. And then also you can call in here, 972-445-0770. When you make that call to 972-445-0770, that 972-445-0770, that will lead you to the amazing Jen. Amazing. And that is like getting a tax refund. Ooh, because then you will be... Save. I love those. Those are just fun to do. I just, they are. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It's just fun. It doesn't matter. Uh, listen, if you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, we want you to reach out to us. It's not a Kvetch Fest. People are like, Kvetch Fest? What's that? What's a what's a Kvetch Fest? That's Yiddish for whining a lot. You're not going to get any cheese with that wine, so let's just move it on. The bottom line is that you want to encourage one another and strengthen one another, encouraging each other as we see the day approaching. And you know what? We see it it's approaching. We kind of get that's going on. So from that perspective, if you've got a praise report and you want to share it with your brothers and sisters, you can do that. You don't have to worry about sounding perfect. I mean, that's the last thing I do. Come on. And then if you've got a prayer request, we can combine our faith and pray over an issue right then and there. We try to do it so that we're lifting up one another as a Christian community and a Christian fellowship. This is not your church but it is a fellowship, and so we hope that it's a blessing in that capacity. Here you go. Here's our trivia question, and this is as obvious as it seems. Who promised Solomon, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings? Who said that to Solomon? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, David, David. At he must increase.org. Okay, a couple things to catch you up on while we're doing that. Then we'll redo that. Then we'll get into the teaching. So much stuff. So much stuff. Uh, one, we got to pray for Ukraine. So I want to do that real quickly because we always want to pray for Ukraine. We're going to pray for it ev- Ukraine every day until we're done with this. Uh, so let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Ukraine. And again, we just pray for peace. I, again, nobody on our side of this prayer, we're not saying we know everything, you know everything. And we're just asking you to bring peace to a ridiculously tense, difficult situation and that by your peace and your grace and your glory, the gospel of Jesus Christ can be known and the miraculous power of God can be seen. That's what we're praying, Lord. Let your name be honored in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we we want to stay uh, in touch with that. I want you guys to remember that Friday will be a replay. Okay, that's your last time I'm going to tell you that. So when you text me on Friday, I will not be answering. (laughs) That's the nicest way. Dave is like, no, no, no. It's called Latest Updates right on the website. I can't help you. All right, who promised Solomon I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings? You think you know the answer? Ta da! You can call 972 445 0770 or text in 214 210 8483 or send an email david at he mustincrease.org as the texts are coming in. Let me go to this text in the scripture. See, that's text and then text. See, that's kind of close. I never thought about that. Well, I don't think that deeply, so I mean, what do you expect? Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. I've taught on it before. I've been here for three years, so of course I've taught on this before. You know that, right? Just, I'm just saying. You know, Jesus taught for three years. Guess what? That material is repetitive. Okay, there you go. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Uh, basically, we're going to go through 35, uh, 36, 7 38. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples... Let us go over to the other side. Oh, We've got somebody calling in, so I'm going to give them a chance to answer before I dive deep into this. And if we have to go a little long, we will, because I'm going to get this teaching in this time, because last time I only did part of it. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Yeah, more or less? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi, David. It's Deborah again. Hi, Deborah. How you doing? How you feeling? Any better today?
1: Yes, sir, I am. Thank
0: good. you very good. much. I'm glad. I'm glad. Every day is a little bit of an improvement. That's what we want to hear. So we want you to be right doing on. good. All right. Here you go. This is not a tough one. So, But some people will hear something simple and then they skip right, right past it. Who promised Solomon, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings? That would be God
1: Almighty, because he prayed for wisdom.
0: That is correct! You are right! The Lord God gave it to him, so it's amazing, is that he gave him what he didn't— He if, if he would have asked for those things, then it certainly has the implication God would have given it. But because he asked for something more geared towards helping, God then gave him abundantly above and over. And that should be a great lesson for all of us to learn, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Excellent job. You're fantastic. David,
1: I just wanted to ask real quick if you wouldn't sure. mind putting Susie on your prayer list for um, strength to fight against the enemy and um, and more uh, knowledge of the word.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good one too. More knowledge of the word. Maybe we get into the next segment over uh, after this. We'll, we'll lift her up in prayer directly, but yeah, you got it.
1: Thank you so much. God bless.
0: God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go like a minute or two over. So we'll just kind of make it all up as we go. I'll look at you and wave and I'll light some fireworks and no. Let's go back to this. That day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as it was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Let's just do the honest. Don't don't, don't, do anything weird. Jesus says, let's go over to the other side. They're all like, okay. Right? It's like you're in a little boat area. Okay, we're going to go over to the other side now. We're going over there. They get in the boat. Okay? Great. First thing to ask you, were the disciples in the will of God? Well, Jesus said, let's go over there. Okay? And the disciples said, yes. So, yes, they were in the will of God, weren't they? They were in the Word of God as much as the will of God could be understood. It'd be right then and there. So the furious squall comes in, and a squall, by the way, is like a whirlwind or a smaller hurricane. It's not quite the size of like the tornado stuff we get, but it's uh, it's big. And in our lives, we have experienced whirlwinds and hurricanes. I mean, you gotta come on, right? We have experienced storms in our lives, and at different times, the level of the storm can get pretty high, pretty large right? It was a furious squall. So, you know, it was a little worse. The waves broke over the boat. So if you're picturing yourself in a boat, there's dark clouds, there's this there's this squall, and the water's dropping in the boat. Now, many of you have been on boats and you know that boats are great to be on the water with, but when water starts coming into the boat from the waves outside of the boat, there is a definite concern, Right? Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Where was Jesus? He was in the stern in the back of the boat. What was Jesus doing? He was sleeping. (laughs) If you're a disciple in this boat, you're thinking, get up. (laughs) There's no way you're not going, what are you doing? (laughs) You're sleeping. The waves are coming in. This is a perfect illustration for you and I. The waves are crashing into our boat. It's filling up the boat. And we just think the Lord doesn't know. And just because of all that, we think he's sleeping on us. Take our break and come back, and we'll see what Jesus was prepared to teach. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
2: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM.
1: The David Spoon Experience.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome to the show, uh, very proudly and
0: honorably, uh, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, two people who have spearheaded uh, the miniseries, the epic miniseries, The Bible, which I think we've talked about in this show hmm, 900 times, because it is an incredible series. Uh, and I just want to say welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us here.
2: Thank you so much. We're now on the David Spoon Experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that in a quarter, and you still can't uh, make a phone call.
1: The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold, and if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770-KAAM.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we get ready for your next trivia question. Who said, Who said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches. Who said that? It's one of the 12 disciples. I'll give you that. It's the only thing you get. So you got a one out of 12 chance on that one, right? If you think you know the answer, you call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he org. Think of Book of Acts. That's, that's your other big hint, okay? There you go. So you can rule out Judas. You see see that one right there? See, because then he's no longer there, so you could rule him out. (laughs) He's gone. Okay. All right. All right. Eric's the first to strike. All right. Here we go. Uh, In the meantime, while you're trying to figure that out, we're going to give you a couple of statements from people. I'm not going to tell you who they are in the interest of not insulting them directly. (laughs) So I just thought I'll just read some of these. I will tell you that uh, all of these are from major political figures. That's all I want to say. Major political figures. You just have to figure out who it is. Uh, Here's a wonderful saying. It isn't pollution that's harming the environment. It's the impurities in our air and water that are doing it. (laughs) What? All right. Hold on. Hold on. I love California. I practically grew up in Phoenix. Say what? (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this one's so good. Ready? The word genius isn't applicable in football. It's genius is like a guy like Norman Einstein. No! <laughs> like Norman Einstein. That is just so funny. Uh, if we don't succeed, we run the risk of failure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Tell me if you can top this one. This could be the best one. All right. Your food stamps will be stopped effective March 2021 because we received notice that you passed away. May God bless you. You may reapply if there's a change in your circumstance.
2: Ah, waka,
0: <laughs> Hold on one more. <laughs> This is so good. If somebody has a bad heart, they can plug this jack in at night and then they can go to bed and it will monitor their heart throughout the night. And the next morning, when they wake up dead, there'll be a record. (laughs) Come on. Those are great. (laughs) That one. If your circumstances change, let us know. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I just find that to be relatively amusing. People are funny. Sorry. Uh, who said, Book of Acts? Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches. Who said that? If you think you know, 972 445 0770. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three As well, you can send an email, at David at he must increase. Org. I want to go back to our text. It is, by the way, one of my favorite texts. I mean, I'm just telling you now. It's just, I love this. I've taught this. Oh, uh, I probably wrote it 35 years ago. So I, I've i taught it multiple, multiple times. Here's the disciples. They're in a boat. They're with Jesus. Jesus says, let's go to the other side. While they're in the boat, there's this big squall, this furious squall that rises up. They're freaking out, right? Jesus is where? He's sleeping. That's how a lot of Christians think of God. Like, He's sleeping. He doesn't know what's going on. Here's the rest of verse 37. The the disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. So the picture that I've always talked about this is the disciples woke him up. So they're on the boat, the boat is swamping. These are fishermen. They know what boat. They know what's dangerous on the boat and what's not dangerous on the boat, right? So if they're concerned about this this squall, there's a reason to be. And while they're on the boat, Jesus is in the back sleeping, right? They're not happy and they go over to him and they were in Any person in any situation can look at this and understand that they didn't go up to Jesus and stroke his face gently and go, Jesus, Jesus, can you wake up for a second, bud? That is probably just the opposite of what happened since they thought they were going to die and they wanted the Lord to do something. And their first comment was what? Don't you care if we drown? Do we ever say that to the Lord? No, wait, wait, wait. Forget the if we drown part. Have you ever said to the Lord, don't you care? Just be honest. And if you've said it, and most of you have, I have, but more than once, which is a problem, that's me thinking that God doesn't know what he's doing and that I have to help him. Now think about this, right? He got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves quiet be still and the wind died down okay I I picture this and you'll have to just deal with me in this I picture Jesus not getting up like Mighty Mouse going here I come to save the day and then he's got a cape on and he's and there's light behind him and you know he's got music behind him and everything's going to be okay I don't see that <laughs> I don't see Jesus waking up like Mighty Mouse. I see Jesus waking up from a nap like you and I wake up from a nap. What? And then it takes you a second to get your bearings, right? Maybe kind of groggy, right? Probably not thrilled to death that he woke up. I don't know. I don't know. But he does something that's amazing that we need to understand that takes place in our own lives. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet and be still. What does wind do and what do the waves do? If you're in the boat, what does wind do? It makes a loud sound. Oh, man, right? You're in a boat. I mean, look, one thing you can say, we can all say, uh, and I only know this because I've been in Texas only four and a half years. When the tornado gets close, the winds are ferocious. (laughs) right there like what's going on right you got the tree that uh, all of a sudden can do a somersault or something it's so weird so that's the kind of disruption that takes place and then the waves if you're in a boat and there's big waves and I've been the ocean many times, your boat goes like this. It's like a bob. It's like you're bobbing up and down and you sway back and forth. And all of those things, that noise, that feeling, that swaying, that going back and forth, all of that is uh, let's use the word of the day, discombobulating. That's the word of the day. Your whole center is not centered. You are not centered. You are like bouncing around, uh like you know, you're just banging off the walls kind of mentality. And in our situations, there is this weird process where they seem to have an ability to sound like the wind howling and to be like the waves bouncing us up and down. And that's what our circumstance does to us. And you you either get sick, you get nauseous, you get afraid, you get tired. I mean, there's all these things that, that take place. Just go through this process and think about this from a disciple point of view, right? You're with Jesus. You're in the boat. He says we're going over there. He's in the back of the boat. The boat starts to trip out because the weather is bad. There's a storm. There's confrontation in that storm. It makes it quite difficult. Jesus isn't around. You're in the boat. You're freaking out. You got to wake him up because he's the only person who's going to help you. You're a fisherman, and you already know this is beyond the fisherman code. You wake him up, and then the first thing you say is, Don't you care? He gets up, and he rebukes the wind, and he rebukes the waves. I want you to understand why the Scripture talks about this the way it does. I want you to understand who is in the boat. Too many of us understand Jesus as just the human Jesus. But remember, he's born of the Holy Spirit and born of Mary. He's not just the human Jesus, quote-unquote, but that's how we think of Jesus in totality. He is the human divine Jesus. He knows everything about the humanity, but he knows everything about the divinity. And he's not about to be in a boat with his disciples, you, you and let them drown but he is going to challenge them so after i read the trivia to you and give you the answer we didn't do the did somebody they, did they, did they call, call them okay so uh after i give you that answer okay You will understand when we get into it, this next phase and how we are in this next phase and then the last phase, which just kind of blows the whole thing out. Trivia question. Who said, now I know without a doubt the Lord sent his angel to rescue me from Herod's clutches. That was the Apostle Peter in Acts... Chapter 12. There you go on that one. All right, so here's what we'll do. We'll take our break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere.
2: Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM.
0: The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that is supposed to greatly encourage us. Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope... Is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, You will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong. But you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only ma- ma- matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability, that there is some some strength. And you can't be like these people that have no hope they have they're, they're, oh all there is is this life and there's nothing else that's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left but they're going to die and face God and he's going to ask regarding his his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ and they're going to have to answer and if they have rejected then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM770, the Truth Station, here in Texas. That's KAAM770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here you go. Here you go. This is a one or the other. (laughs) This this trivia question is one or the other. Was it the Jews or Jesus' disciples? Who responded to Jesus and his teachings saying, This is a hard saying, who can accept it? Was it the Jews or was it Jesus's disciples who responded to Jesus's teaching saying, This is a hard saying, who can accept it? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us at 972. 972- 445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at org, and we're going to send you to the website. Here's the thing that I always remind people on the website the second time we send you. Donations are appreciated, plus prayer, praise report and prayer requests can be put up there as well. Please check out he hemustincrease.org.
2: Prayer request: hemustincrease.org. Praise report: hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? hemustincrease.org. He must increase.org.
0: There it is. That's so short. I just like that's so fast. You know what I'm saying? We got to have him add stuff. That's all. I'm gonna have the effect.
2: Is yeah. short. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Wing,
0: hing, hing. It's just like gone. It should be... That's okay, a... I'll,
2: I'll make a note and give it to Chris when he's back.
0: <laughs> tell, tell him the long one is great, the short ones are good, but extend them. Okay. That's it. Right, if got... I remember. Okay. Well, I know. If you remember, you let me know. All right, our trivia questions. That's right, people. We can laugh on this side. Our trivia question, was it the Jews or Jesus' disciples who responded to Jesus saying... This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Wow, that's a straightforward question. You got a one in two shot to get that correct. In the meantime, we we are going to do our history in a second, but we're going to pray for Susie real quick, if that's okay. We want to make sure to do that. So let's lift up Susie. And again, I'm praying for everybody, so just kind of join in your faith. Just just take your one ounce, my one ounce, everybody's one ounce, and then we'll have like pounds and pounds and pounds of faith. That's how we'll do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up specifically Susie to you. We ask you, Lord, that you would help her just engage with your word, that she would know more of your word and be able to stand against the enemies of law, of the of lies by using and knowing your truth. And that's the way we do it, Lord. You've made it clear this is the truth. You've declared that between Genesis 1-1 and Revelation 22-21. We know you created the universe. We know you can write a book. Help us to use that truth to stand against the lies. Let her do that. Let every one of us do that so that the enemy does not take advantage of us. We ask you for strength and for wisdom, for understanding and insight, and especially discernment, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we got everybody praying for. We're praying for everybody. Let's do very briefly our uh, history. Let's go, let
1: faith
0: in the past. Let's go, let faith in the past. All right, today is National Twinkie Day. <laughs>
2: I'm willing to celebrate.
0: Uh, You know, that's one of the few things you can drop from the Empire State Building that they say that might actually stay intact by the time it hits the bottom because it's light. And so it floats. I don't know if that's true or not. but I think we need to go test it out. Yes, now we need to go to New York just to find out if that's true. National Caramel Popcorn Day. I'm a total fan. Love Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Sorry, Charlie Day. It's really only appreciative if you understand the tuna fish uh, commercials from the past where the guy goes, Sorry, Charlie. I mean, that was cute. But if you don't know that, it wasn't as good. And today is Plan Your Epitaph Day. (laughs) So you plan it ahead of time? Here's mine. Ready? Ready? This is... I told her I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I told her I was sick. Uh, 1931 on this day, Little Orphan Annie debuted on NBC. Hmm. And then uh, 1909 on this day, the first person to reach the North Pole, American explorer Robert Perry and his team, claimed to have reached the North Pole. However, there are some disputes to the claims. Some people think that Fred A. Cook claims to have been there the previous year. And then that guy's claims are disputed. So here's my answer. Frosty. Frosty the snowman was the first one at the North Pole. Exactly. There you go. See how easy it is to resolve disputes? It's so simple. All right, we'll do the trivia question one more time, get into the teaching. Lots to do. Am I missing anything? I've missed anything, I don't think. Uh, Was it the Jewish people or or Jesus' disciples who responded to Jesus' teaching saying, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? a tough one, but it's a one out of two. Yeah. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Back to the text, which, again, is one of my personal favorites. I just love this. And in the last section, we're going to do a little bit more reading. So you're just going to have to put up with it because there's nothing wrong with hearing the Word of God. But in this section, we're in Mark 4, 35 through 41. And we've talked about the disciples being with Jesus, going in the boat. There's a furious squall, okay? Got that part of it. Right? Jesus in the back of the boat, right? Disciples probably not too happy. Hey, what are you doing, Jesus? They were freaking out, but they were kind of mad but what's going on. Don't you care? That's what we say to the Lord. And then now we're getting ready to his response after he rebukes the winds and the waves. So we have somebody answering the trivia. We'll have them do that. And then I'll go back to what Jesus responded to them in just a second. But here we go on trivia. This is David, who am I talking to?
1: Yes, yeah, sir, it's a Will
0: Rogers. Hey, sir, how are you? I'm a good. I hope you're more better. Hey, you know what? I am doing great today because I worked out yesterday, and it's the first time in f- six months that I haven't went ow, 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 ow all day. So I'm actually doing pretty good. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, I'm just feeling a lot better about the whole thing. All right, my good friend. This is a one or the other. So if you get if you if you're wrong, it's the other answer, and if you're right, good job. Right? Was it the Jews or the Jew, or Jesus's disciples who responded to Jesus's teaching, saying, "This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it?" I think it was the disciples. You are correct. That is correct, sir. So here's what happened. They as they were as they were continuing the pursuit, Jesus' teachings become deeper and deeper and more profound and more profound. And that's what it separates people from adding Christianity on as something to add on into their lives, versus versus being in a genuine Christian faith. And that's what separated them. So excellent job, my brother. Excellent work. Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, I've been to the North Pole too. You've what you've what? I've been to the North Pole, too. You have been to the North Pole? was 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 Frosty first? I still think he was first.
1: Uh, I have no doubt
0: it was. (laughs) Thank you, brother. That's good. And congratulations on being to the North Pole. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Great job, Will. You have a great day, sir. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. The more I think about that answer, the more I like Frosty. That's a really good answer. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So now, this is the thing I want you to get. This is why it's important for you and I to read Scripture, like, more than once, okay? This is why. You think, well, I read it. I know it. No, you don't. There's so much more in depth here. So this is what happens. Jesus get up, gets up, and he says, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and the, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Ready? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verse 41, they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Number one, why are you so afraid? Do you not think if you were there you'd go, Really? That's what you're asking me? Why am I so afraid? The water is getting my hair wet. I got a perm the other day. That's out because the water hit it. I mean, the water is crushing us in the face. You're asking me why I'm so afraid? That's the reason I bring that up is that's the proof positive that I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ because my response would be when Jesus said, "Do you still have no faith?" I'd be like, "Yes, that is the problem. I have no faith. I have typical absentee faith. So I'm just like one of the disciples. Praise the Lord because I'm sitting there thinking I'm drowning, and where are you? And you're just like "I'm, I'm. I'm struggling in this, right?" But verse 41 gives you the answer. Because initially when you think of that, you think, what? I'm in a boat here. I'm drowning. You got to help me. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? What? But verse 41, they were terrified. So were they afraid? Yes. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And that is the pivot point of this text. That question. Three words. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus had told him in verse 35, let's go over to the other side. If that boat would have become a submarine, it still would have made it to the other side because the son of the living God said, we're going over there. And there is nothing in the universe that would have stopped that from happening because of who said it. And when Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The question of faith was, don't you believe I am who I say I am? I said, we're going over to the other side. There's no storm that's going to stop our progress. There's no storm that's going to stop us from getting there. We're going to get there. Because I am Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, and I said, We're going there. We get back. We're going to look at that a little more in depth. Ooh, this is exciting. Hi, folks. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. What
1: is the David Spoon Experience?
0: everybody stand up everybody stand up everybody say yes everybody say yes we can we can we can do it we can do it jesus wants to make us rich let's go let's go okay instead of that rubbish (laughs) okay i mean i saw yes man i mean instead of that rubbish here is the bible self-help program ready Mm -hmm. deny yourself lose yourself find yourself right So when Brian Griffin on the cartoon wrote, you know, think it, with wish it, think it, want it, get it, whatever that was, he missed that. I'm just saying it's deny yourself, lose yourself, find yourself. Okay, there you go. Because in the Christian process, the only way for true creation to get it is to die to the sinful part. That's just the only way. There's no other. There is nothing else. You see, here's the di- here's the deal. God creates us, then we rebel, and then we have this sinful nature passed on from our parent. long Adam and Eve. People are like, well, it was these molecule numbers. Okay, Adam molecule one and Eve molecule two. Anyhow, the bottom line is they they had offspring. We're all a part of that offspring, and in that process. There was a nature of rebellion communicated to every piece of offspring. In this, Jesus comes and says, until that dies, you're never going to find who you were really meant to be. That's the key. And so then you get into the better theologies about talking about the law and how the law pushes the bad desires, and bad desires lead to sin, and sin leads to death. And you go through that process, and that's great. But what I want you to get is if you really want to find out who you are, be less of you, not more of you. Don't put more of you on social media. Be less of you in a prayer closet. Be less of you separating yourself from Uh, the world and from the influences and lose the need to be on stage and find the need to be on your knees. That is how you find yourself. That's how you find what your purpose was, what you were created for. In fact, one of the chapters in the book that are with the uh, Jewish Christian talks a little bit about that, that when you do it in God, you come to an end to yourself and look to God and say, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't even know what would make me happy. And the irony is only God knows what would really bless your existence. So why would you go anywhere else? Sometimes hallelujah. Oh. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer our final trivia question of the day. Another one or the other. True or false? True or false? Is that a Matthew 24? Jesus said to his disciples, not one stone here will be left on another. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, david at org. True or False. Jesus said to his disciples, not one stone here will be left on another. If you're not sure, if you're sure, you can go ahead and respond. If you're not sure, I encourage you to check out Matthew 24. That's where your reference point is going to be. All right, now. Okay, now. Okay, now. We've just talked about this. I'm going to string this through. If somebody calls in, we'll break and then we'll we'll, we'll let them respond. Others I'll do it at the end. But in the boat in a boat with Jesus, which is just like your life. You're in a boat with Jesus. A storm comes up, right? Just like in your Christian journey, just like in your life, right? Sometimes we're thinking, where's the Lord? Where is he? Where are you? Then when we c- connect with him, we go, uh, don't you care? Don't you care? I'm, I'm over here. I'm having a hard time. The Lord gets up here. The Lord responds. Let's use that phrase. He quiets the, uh, the wind. He stills the waves, right? Then he asks us, why are you so afraid? And we're like, really? Why am I afraid? This situation is beating me up. I'm drowning. I don't know how to get through this. And then Jesus is like, hey, you are so fearful, you have no faith. And then you think, well, what am I supposed to have faith in? And the answer is who it is who is saving you, who it is who is helping you, who it is who is guiding you. And so after we take this call, somebody's calling in on the answer, we'll let them answer. I'm going to just give you a very brief picture in the scripture on who this is that you can understand when he says something like, we're going to finish this salvation process in you, like in Philippians 1.6, how accurate and how absolute that situation is. In the meantime, let's, eh, let's respond to somebody responding to the trivia. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Hi, David. This is Larry, Larry Bell.
0: How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well, and I appreciate you asking me. I really do. All right, yeah, I, great I, I think you're gonna know this one aren't you? I have a feeling you're gonna gonna I, get this right all right? I, I'm gonna give it my best shot. all right here we go. <laughs> I love that True or false geez. so you, the good part about it is if you're wrong it's the other answer if you're right you, you're you got it. Jesus said to his disciples not one stone here will be left on another true or false that's true. that is true sir Yes. You are correct. And you know what's really amazing? I'll tell you a history story that people don't know. When that temple was burnt, the gold seeped in between the walls, and the soldiers broke apart the rocks brick by brick to get the gold. Yes, they did. So there you go. That tells you. Thus resulted in not
2: one stone being upon
0: another. Oh, man, you are so good, man. You always call in. You do a great job.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. And you're doing a great job as well.
0: So keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. God bless right. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Now now the fun part. Okay, so now okay, so we've gone through this whole thing about Jesus. I want to make sure you get that. By the way, great call. Great job. So uh here's the thing I want to say to you. So I'm gonna say this in the most simplistic format. Jesus is Lord over our life our situations, our frustrations, our dreams, and our future. So let me repeat that so that nobody misses. I really want you guys to get this. Excuse me, just a little tickle in the throat. Tickle, huh? Okay. Jesus is Lord over our life. Jesus is Lord over our situations. Jesus is Lord over our frustrations, Jesus is Lord over our dreams, and Jesus is Lord over our future. So I just want to use scripture for a split second to define who this is that said to the disciples, let's go to the other side and for you and I to grasp who we're dealing with, okay? The four scriptures was Philippians, Matthew, Ephesians, and Revelations, just bear with me. Philippians 2, 8-11, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." Here's Ephesians. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you might know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him on the right hand of the heavenly realms, Far above all rule and authority, power and a dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Here's my favorite. I, John, your brother and companion, was suffering and and, uh, suffering, Uh, And patient endurance that are ours in Christ Jesus on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and because of the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit. I heard a loud voice like a trumpet behind me, which said, write on a scroll, which you'll see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man dressed in a Reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing water. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. He placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. I hold the keys of death and Hades. That's who said that. Oh, man. Do you get that? His face was shining like the sun. You think that's bright? (laughs) Right? Right? His feet. Glow, were glowing like in a furnace. His voice was the sound of rushing waters. His face was shining in all its brilliance. I am the first and the last. I'm the living one. I was dead and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I hold the keys of death and Haiti. That's who said, let's go over to the other side. That's who whispered into your heart, I'm with you. That who said your name so that you can get saved when he called out your name. When he said David, when he said Deborah, when he said Debbie, when he said Roger, when he said Susie, when he said Jennifer, when he said Dom, when he said Chris, think of all those things. That name calling, that one who called your name, that's that guy. Who's far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every title that could ever be given? He owns it all. It's under his hand. That's the guy that said, yeah, We're going to go over there. There was no way they weren't going to go there. I'm telling you right now, if, if, if they, if, if, Somehow that boat became full of holes, and it was like Swiss cheese. They still, There would have been legs that would have grown under it, and over it would have went. It would have got there because it was Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who said, we're going over there. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who said, I'm coming back. It's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's why. That's why Jesus rebuked them. You're thinking, no, he already had shown some of his glory. He had already done miraculous things, and he was rebuking their lack of faith in him. That's why he said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Because they didn't, have, they didn't have, at that moment, the faith about who Jesus was. <laughs> Just listen to this. From that experience to what they did as a church, they lit the world on fire. Fishermen who knew nothing changed the world because of Jesus that's who's in charge. You wonder who's in charge? You think the government's in charge? You think all those people? <laughs> Jesus is in charge, and he'll pull the lever when he wants to. And that is the end of that. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.